Hey folks, here we are a few minutes late. It is Monday, September 20th. Guess what? It's my birthday today. So I guess I have the value and the the ability and the privilege of being a couple minutes late. I, the camera wouldn't come on. I had to take it apart and put it back together and it finally worked. I don't know why it wasn't working, but I have it working. Anyway, hi folks, I'm Tom Young. I'm here with Facebook Live and the Family Money Farm Group and podcasts on anchorfm.com called Money Shifts. We're here today to change your world, to change your thoughts, to change how you think about money, to improve and increase your belief in the future that is possible for everyone. If we but believe and we do the action, we put in the work that's necessary to get there. We start every day with prayers. We pray for everybody around the world. Right now, the world is in trouble. The America, USA is in trouble. Uh, There is so much turmoil going on and we have no leadership right now and things are spinning out of control. Uh, Even though they say they are in control, I don't believe that. The same thing is happening around the world. Uh, this pandemic, the China virus uh, that has come upon us in the last 18 months, I believe was a planned event. Uh, again, that is my opinion, and, and it is the way that they control our lives in some way to move us. It, it brings me back to the story of George Lemming and the billionaire Lemming effect. I'll get to that in a minute. But as we finish our prayers for everybody, we we heartfelt prayers for everybody around the world. Everyone has been affected by this pandemic that is going on. And and it just seems to doesn't want to go away. Uh, We pray for those who have lost loved ones. And we pray especially for those loved ones who have been lost that died alone. There were times where during this pandemic early on that you weren't even allowed to visit a funeral home. You were not allowed to visit your loved ones in a hospital. And a lot of those folks died alone. May the Lord outstretch his arms and gather them into his fold in his heaven above. In Jesus' name we pray every day. We start every day with a question. What are you grateful for today? You want to think about that. What did you write down on your paper this morning? What are you grateful for today? You should write down every day. Take a few minutes in the morning and meditate and think about the things that you are grateful for. Write them down on a piece of paper, at least three things. Because a grateful attitude is the beginning of thinking correctly. We need to be thankful for the blessings that are in our lives. No matter how bad it may seem or whatever, there are always good things and blessings that surround us, no matter what our circumstances are at any moment in time. Our quotes today, we change, and now we're going to talk about a lady named Helen Keller. Helen Keller was born in Tuscumbia, Alabama in 1880. She was deprived of sight, hearing, and the ability to speak 
before the age of two due to a severe illness. Her life represents one of the most extraordinary examples of a person who was able to transcend her physical handicaps. Through the constant and patient instruction of Ann Sullivan, Helen Keller not only learned to read, write, and speak, but went on to graduate cum laude from Radcliffe College in 1904. Imagine that. As well as becoming the author of several articles, books, and biographies, she was active on the staff of the American Foundation of the Blind and the American Foundation of the Overseas Blind. She also lectured in more than 25 countries and received several awards of great distinction. Helen Keller's courage, faith, and optimism in the face of such overwhelming disabilities had a profound effect on all she touched. Her tremendous accomplishments stand as a symbol of the potential in all of us. You know, when you complain about anything, there is always someone. If you complain about your shoes, you meet a person that has no shoes. You complain about your feet and you meet a person that has no feet. Helen Keller, quote of the day, to be blind, but worse is to have eyes and not see. To be blind, but worse is to have eyes and not see. It is so amazing in life at this point in my life you know, we were just having a get together here at the office before I come on here uh, about things and we were sharing experiences. And, and, and Donna, the elegant lady that is our receptionist is a, an amazing, wonderful lady. And Christian, the young man, he is just, he surprises me more every day with his attitude, his ability, his get it done attitude. Uh, I've never had anybody work with me like these two that I have working with me right now. Uh, I try not to have employees. Everybody here is part of our team of what we do for people. I want to share a, an idea today, a concept. I was at a conference last week and, and it was a conference about master mentors, uh, about what I do and I work with other people. And, and Don Blanton, the guy that is my friend for 35, almost 40 years, has, has uh, really been an unbelievable influence on my life. And what we do in, in financial advising and coaching is help people to find the maximum position, the optimum position, the most efficient way to do whatever you want to do. I'm going to tell a story today about the daddy bank. Now, the daddy bank is a story, and, and it's about a man that has, he has some wherewithal, so he's got a few million dollars saved in investments and assets, and, and he has $500,000 in a bank account, in a CD at a bank. And in today's environment, he's lucky to make 1% rate of return on his $500,000. He would really like to make 10% rate of return on his money, having that much money he would like to make 10% rate of return. So he come up with an idea. He had two children that were young adults and, and one of them was James and the other one is Anna. 
and, and they are young adults, they've been to college, they're smart, etc., and, and starting out in life. So, so daddy decided to take his $500,000 that was ultimately going to go to James and Anna in the long run. And he divided it in half. And what he did is he purchased a house for $250,000 for each of them. One for James and one for Anna. And here was the deal that this house was their house and, and there was no mortgage. Daddy owned those houses. The houses were in daddy's name. He owned them. And they would each pay daddy every month $2,000 in rent, in mortgage payments, whatever you want to refer to it as, $2,000 a month. They would each pay that. And daddy had a conversation with his two children and he said, look, here, here's what this is all about. I bought these houses for you. You can design them, do whatever. We built new houses, whatever. Buy or build a house. And, and they're your houses. And you're going to pay me a payment every month of $2,000. It is due on the first of the month. And on the first of the month at breakfast, those two checks are to be on my desk, on my table here in my kitchen. Those two checks. No fail. No, it, it is there on the first day of every month. So now this money that comes in on the first of each month, $2,000 each per month, that's $48,000 a year. So that's pretty close to 10% rate of return on the money. However, what daddy is going to do, because these ultimately are going to be the children's houses regardless, he's going to take the $48,000 a year in money, in payments the kids give him, and he's going to buy a large permanent guaranteed life insurance policy. And, and it would have a death benefit in excess of $2 million. And it would accumulate cash value along the way. In fact, in 10 or 12 years, the 500000 he paid for the two houses would be back in the policy and growing from there going forward. If he lived 20 to 25 years, the death benefit in the policy could be like close to $4 million at that point in time. And the two kids, James and Anna, are the beneficiary of this policy. So the importance of that payment is about learning responsibility. That payment is due and on this table in my kitchen at 10 a.m. in the morning, the first thing in the morning, that check is on my table every month. No excuses accepted. If you are one day late, the fee is $250 penalty for being one day late. Well, life goes on and they go on with their life. And all of a sudden, Anna has a young man in her life. We'll call him Joe the Redneck. And, and Joe and Anna get married. And, and they're living their life, and every month they, they, they are faithful and make that $2,000 payment each and every month. A couple of years have gone by, and Joe all of a sudden decides he wants this big honking truck. Four by four, big wheels, big red truck. So he decides to buy this truck, and he tells Anna, Anna, you're not going to be able to pay that $2,000 payment to your dad. It's your dad. It won't make any difference. 
And Anna gets fearful and says, you don't understand this payment. So all of a sudden they end up in the kitchen on the morning the check is due and they tell daddy that they can't pay the check. So daddy says, okay, it's a $250 penalty if it's not here tomorrow. And, and if you want to get out of the deal, here's the deal. The house is yours. I will sign it over to you. It is your house. However, be aware that there is a life insurance policy that has a three to a four million dollar death benefit on my life. That at my death, which is guaranteed to happen once in a lifetime, that policy you and James are the beneficiaries of that money. But you went out of the deal, you can have the house, here it is, but I am gonna remove you as the beneficiary of that life insurance policy. So Redneck Joe, you want your pickup truck, you go ahead and enjoy your pickup truck and do what you wanna do. But here's the deal. So anyway, they went round and round, the check showed up, and not long after that, there was a divorce. And isn't it interesting that sometimes in divorces, there's a lot of arguments and, and fighting over assets and who's gonna get what and whatever. But remember the house, who owns the house? Daddy owns the house. So there is no opportunity for Redneck Joe to get at the house in any way, shape or form. And the deal goes on. Now this is just a story folks, but it is a story that has unfolded more than once in my lifetime in sharing this story with people. And as I share it with you now on this program that I'm putting on. So that's the daddy bank. Remember housing is a, is, is a housing issue. You know, mortgages and payments and all that. Sometimes we get in, into a hassle about debt. You know, and what is debt? Debt is buying something that you cannot pay for out of this month's cash flow, and you end up paying for it out of cash money, out of cash flow you have not earned yet. So you are now at war with yourself using your current lifestyle to degrade and denigrate your future lifestyle. So you become very out of balance. Your current lifestyle is eating up your future lifestyle. And the longer you allow that to go on, the greater the probability is you will never ever be able to stop working and maintain the lifestyle that you have today. I'll be back tomorrow at noon. Get my book, The Family Money Farm, The CFO Project. There it is. You can get it here. Go to cfo-project.com. Put in your name and email address and you will instantly get a get an email with a link to a download of this book cover to cover. It will change your life. Now, if you do that, I will send you a second link to the new book, the new ebook called Financial Mastery Coaching Blueprint that actually takes it into minutia detail on how to change your financial future with certainty. God bless. We'll see you here tomorrow again at 12 noon. Bye-bye.